so you need to make Al's Wild Meat in Riverview your full-time, full-service deer and hog processor. Al's Wild Meats will custom cut your game any way you like it, including a variety of sausage options, like traditional ground breakfast, link, or smoked, plus some of the best jalapeno cheddar summer sausage, snack sticks, and deer bacon on the planet. Al and his wife, Christine, pride themselves in making sure you're getting your own harvest back just the way you want it, and always vacuum-sealed, labeled, frozen, and back in your freezer fast. Al's Wild Meat, right off I-75 on Simmons Ranch Court in Riverview, on Facebook or online, alswildmeatprocessing.com. Sportsman's Alliance, our heritage, our fight. Protecting hunting from coast to coast. Did you know that hunters are essentially the backbone of conservation in the U.S.? We provide 75% of the funding for all 50 state fish and game agencies and have contributed more than $14 billion to on-the-ground habitat and conservation projects. And these are projects that protect both game and non-game species alike. Just another fun fact showing how sportsmen are helping make a difference. Ace Heating and Cooling does every job right. Ace evaluates your AC needs based on the size of your home or business, not your wallet. Ace always offers fair pricing on quality new units, permitting, and installation. Ace can also offer each customer the opportunity to join their maintenance club that will increase the efficiency of your system and save you money on heating and cooling bills and help your system last longer. Ace Heating and Cooling, always doing it right. Schedule your service or installation today at brandedac.net. The Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation serves our nation's combat-wounded Purple Heart recipients by helping heal the invisible wounds of war. We provide world-class outdoor sporting opportunities that honor, connect, and heal our military heroes through the power of the great outdoors. Your support helps restore their independence, promotes connections with communities, and builds hope. To learn more about how you can help, please visit us on the web at wwia.org. Did you know the biggest Ford truck dealer in the entire southeastern United States is right here, close to you? Which dealership? The answer shouldn't surprise you. Brandon Ford is the largest volume F-Series truck dealer in the southeast, and the numbers don't lie. Brandon Ford sells more F-150s, more Super Duties, more lifted trucks, 4x4s, and diesels. And when a dealership sells more, there's always a reason, like the guaranteed lowest Ford truck prices, or one of the largest Ford truck inventories in America, with over 500 trucks available and on sale, or their award-winning sales team with years of experience who knows these trucks inside and out. Every day when businesses or customers need a truck, they choose Brandon Ford because Brandon Ford stocks more, sells more, and sells for less. So when you're ready for a truck, come see us at Highway 60 and 301 in Tampa, the largest volume Ford F-Series dealer in the entire southeastern United States, 24-7 at BrandonFord.com. If you want to pay less for a Ford truck, that's our business. From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Welcome back, everybody, to another great and wonderful installment of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Sammy was, Sammy was just here about a week ago. Yeah. Strawberry Festival. Yep, that's where I saw him. Yeah, they said he put on a really good show. It man. was an awesome show. I've never really been a big Sammy Hagar fan. Red Rocker. 
I love Sammy. I, I wish I had the time to go see him when he was here. I, oh, you missed it, man. Oh, I'm sure. I liked him in Van and Van Halen. I'm sorry, I almost called it Van Hagar. It is Van Hagar. It said it's Van Halen. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to give Van Halen that respect that it is Van Halen. It's not Van Hagar. Sammy Hagar is his yeah, own guy. Yeah, but Sammy, like he, Sammy, Sammy deserves his own. Like he he did a really good job and uh, has nothing to be ashamed of. And uh, he was here rocking out everybody and having a good time and all that kind of good stuff. But yeah. it's over now. It's over now. Opening day of turkey gobble, season. Gobble, gobble. And where's Bill? Where do you think? <laughs> he uh, that, that fool just got back from Hawaii. He is so. He planned this on purpose. He right? is so wiped out. I, I saw him yesterday after work. I He met me up at the shop and we were talking for a little bit. And he was like half asleep in his car. And he's like, I am so exhausted. Just oh. I've been running every day over in Hawaii. It was, uh, oh, I got to tell you, it was so awesome. I go, man, save it for the show. I don't want to hear anything about it. He said, I was up really, really, really late last night getting turkey camp set up. And so um, I think he's got around 2,500, 2,000 square feet under canopy. (laughs) So, uh, you know, we've told you many times that when Bill George does turkey camp, there ain't no messing around. I mean, there's... uh, Electrical appliances. Uh, I'm surprised they don't have air conditioning pumped into the uh, to the facility. But uh, so he was there getting turkey camp all set up, ready to go. That's that's. I was going to post that on our Facebook page. Oh, good lord! Yeah, it looks like a giant wedding out right? there in the middle of the woods. He's got it all uh, set up with the tables and chairs and <laughs> cooking utensils and a stove and but, oven and everything else. But and, I still don't feel sorry for him. I, I understand, but he, I really don't. <laughs> so he was out all night getting this stuff set up, and then uh, went to work, and then he uh, swung by and uh, had a tra- had his trailer on the back, and he's like, "Oh man, I'm heading back out there right now. I got to drop off some stuff, and then go home, get some clothes, and change, and shower, and then maybe I'll get to bed." And he says, "I got this one bird that I missed last year. That I'm that is what I'm gunning for, and." Uh, if things go right, I should be giving you a call at around 7.30, quarter to 8. <laughs> All right, so that's when we're not supposed to answer the phone. <laughs> no, yep. no, he's he's excited to get this bird. He, he apparently blew it last year. It's apparently a very extremely nice Osceola, and uh, apparently he's been seen since, so he knows he's still there. So he's definitely oh, good on luck. the hunt this good morning. Good luck there, big boy. So I guarantee he's out there right now. He's out there right now feeding the bugs and everything else and getting her done. So maybe later on we'll get to, we'll get a call from him a little bit later on. And uh, our good buddy John Harris with John Harris Auctions, he stopped by yesterday and said, I'm going to call the show. He said, I got an auction that's coming up that I think you're going to be really interested in. And I said, uh, well, what is, what's in it? And he said, all kinds of stuff. Over a thousand antique fishing lures. Come on, dude. Really? And reels and rods and all the other stuff. He said he posted the pictures up and he's been getting calls from all over the country. All those big time collectors, you know, that are right. uh, saying, can you blow up this picture? Can you give me a better look at this, uh, this set of lures? And they're all this one guy uh, apparently called him from like Rhode Island or something and said, I see a picture here. There's, He said, do you see this one lure in this one picture, that, that blue kind of feather? And he's like, yeah. He goes, okay, count four down, and then go three over to the left. And he said, yeah. He said, 
that lure, all right, keep your eyes on it. He goes, now go down four and then over three or whatever. And he says, see right. that lure? And he's like, yeah. He said, I've been looking for those two lures for the past 20 years. <laughs> he said, how do I get them? Auction. None of these are online. Oh. You have to be here in person. So if you know antique lures or anything else like that and uh, you're an eBay savvy type of person or your kids are or anything else like that, I'm going to go on the record and say that whatever you buy here in this auction, you'll probably double your money. There's one lure I do not see. My fa- One of my favorites. Which one? I don't see it. What What don't you see? I don't see a love lure. You know what? I, it's, a, it's a classic <laughs> lure. I, I looked. I did the same thing you did. I was like, God, please tell me there's one in the original right? packaging somewhere. I still can't find them. Well, they don't make them anymore. I know. There was a couple that was making them for a while, and then uh, they they stopped. I don't know if they retired or they just weren't selling enough to make it uh, worth their while or whatever it was. But, um, yeah, I mean, nowadays, you know, Betts makes one. It makes it called a spec rig and, and things like that. But Nothing it's, it's beats not a lure same. made by sweaty 16-year-olds or 16-year-olds or 15-year-olds in middle school or 12-year-olds. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Mr. Yeah. Love was a, a he teacher. He put him to work, man. He was my Spanish teacher in middle school. Yeah. And I remember learning Spanish and learning how to make a lure. And Dean Earl, uh, our buddy Dean, had worked for him, too, when he was living out there in San Juan. I yeah. think he hired, like... You know, he was going through those high schoolers, you know, <laughs> they make a little money and they're like falling in love with, you know, Betty Lou Thompson. They're like, I, I got to quit. We're going out this weekend. And, uh, you know, girls are more important. So, Mr. Love. God, he was an awesome guy. He was. But there's a lot of antique outboard motors on this auction as well and antique fishing stuff. Uh, I like the field, old Field and Stream magazines. Those are pretty cool. He's got some Field and Streams. But if you go to uh, John Harris Auctions uh, LLC, if you go to harrisauctionsllc.com, you can start looking at the pictures of the the stuff that's on there. He's got a gazillion more. He was showing me yesterday on his phone. I can't, you know, he couldn't zoom in quite enough. But cabillion uh, reels and rods and lures. I mean, wood. There are some modern plastic ones in there, but they're from the 1960s or uh, earlier and things like that. And uh, he does have a lot of outboard motors on there that are pretty classic. Really nice. I'd love that Mercury. That is chrome around there. That that thing is bad. I bet you that still runs too. You know, give it a little TLC, give it a little uh, pull on the starter, and I'm sure that sucker will probably fire right up, man. A little gas on top of that spark plug, you'd be good to go. They made those things to work (laughs) back then, you know? I mean, it's not like today with everything's got EFI and everything else and oil injection and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I have have an 80 Yamaha on the back of the boat, and you take off the cover and you start looking, you're like, what is all this crap? But what year is, is that motor? Do you know? Is it a 2000? I think it is a 2000. So you do have all the electronics yeah. on there. So, yeah, that, that the old days of being able to fix your outboard with a pair of pliers. <laughs> and a pair of pliers and some pantyhose. You're good to go. And a, good, <laughs> yeah, and, a, and a decent screwdriver. Uh, you know, you get out there, pull your spark plugs, <laughs> dump a gas in it, you know, pump the bulb about 20 times. Nope, <laughs> not no more. But uh, we'll be talking to him a couple of times, uh, a little after 8 o'clock, a little after 9 o'clock, and he'll give us the rundown on that one. But if you want to go take a gander, because this is an in-sale person, uh, in-sale auction only. You have only. to be there. Yeah. So I, I asked him, I said, dude, you're missing a great opportunity to put this online. I mean, that stuff would go so fast. And he said, there are over a thousand lures alone. Do you know how long it would take to catalog just that alone? 
That'd be a lot of work. He gave the the family of this gentleman who owned this collection uh, six months to get it just to where it is now, where he could get it to sell. And that's without cataloging each and every item and doing research on it and finding a... That's work. Oh, gosh. That is is work. It is a ton of work, but... He'll give us the breakdown on it and all that kind of good stuff. But so turkey season starts today, everybody. So we have about four listeners on the show today, <laughs> and uh, everybody's going to be out in the woods and uh, trying to get uh, Mr. Osceola and Mrs. Bearded Hen and get their stuff done. And hopefully, a little bit later on, we'll get um, uh, a call in from Bill George, whether it be good or whether it be bad. But I just Florida spring, we're in the middle of it with March, March Madness. Everything else going on, uh, weather-wise, it's going to be a beautiful day today, but then we have a front pushing through tomorrow. I know. And then apparently the beginning of the week is just going to be windy and pretty choppy and pretty nasty. I was actually I was planning on going fishing with uh, Captain Gene Hammond from Reeling Freedom tomorrow. Tomorrow? I texted him yesterday. I'm like, so with this front coming in, do you still want to go? He's like, it might be rough. I'm like, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> but with the full moon, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm dying to go fish though. Yeah. Get it out on a good tide, man, either in or out with that full moon. Yeah, it'll be a huge lot of water moving. It'll be good. Tomorrow's not not going to be a good day to be out offshore. Yeah. Well, are you? that's where you were going to go? Off <laughs> offshore? Yeah. Oh. I was going to say, yeah. you get back in a cove somewhere, man. Man, I don't know dang snook or redfish. I'm, I'm going fishing. <laughs> you know, get some big boys. I don't want to get yelled at for taking the too big of a trout. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Florida news, I wanted to give you this one. You know it's uh, spring in Florida when, uh, let's see, on March 9th, approximately 745, a person called the FWC to report a pit bull being eaten by an alligator over there at the State College over there in Florida. FWC confirmed a 50-pound pit bull uh, decided to uh, have a little snacky snacky uh, with an alligator. And, of course, a nuisance trapper came out and removed not one but two Alligators measuring six foot nine and uh, seven foot ten. I'm gonna say the seven footer probably had more to do with it than the six niner. I would say. Well, you never know. I mean, the sometimes the small ones are there. They're they're spunky. Yeah, yeah. I would say the bigger ones are usually like, yeah, I'll let it come to me. It's too much. The like little, work. Yeah, the little ones are like, yo, I got I got something to prove. And uh, of course, you can't start off uh, spring in Florida without our first shark bite of the season. 21-year-old guy visiting down from New Jersey was bitten by a shark uh, earlier this week. First shark bite of the year. He was bitten on the knee and the calf while fishing in waist-deep water. Where? 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 Yeah, that's right, over by New Smyrna. Of course. The man was not transported to the hospital by ambulance. So, Were we sure that it was in like some kid with a shark fin on his head or something, or was it an actual shark? No, he, he said he got bit up pretty good, but uh, refused ambulance, and I guess his friends decided to take him. And then last but not least, uh, Rocky, let's go with that. cast, guys. You can't take me in just yet. Yeah, man. So not to be outdone, the second shark bite of the season also happened this past week. Altamont Springs guy bitten by a shark in? New Smyrna. New Smyrna Beach. Get out of here. Yeah, that was on Sunday afternoon making this the second shark bite of the season so far. Incident occurred by the jetty at around 3 o'clock. Which is usually kind of weird in the middle of the day if you got bright sun. Uh, but the 20-year-old was uh, surfing in seven feet of water, bitten on the right foot. Non-threatening, life-threatening injury was not transported to uh, the hospital by ambulance. 
And uh seems like we're on a roll already to beat the record for last year, which was 16 people bit in Volusia County with the most incidents reported at New Summer no Beach. No kidding, really. <laughs> all, the mean, in, all the injuries were uh, should put up a sign. Life, uh, non-life-threatening. Uh, well, I believe New Smyrna, isn't that like a major... Like I would say, mating ground or breeding ground. There's a lot there. of there's because a lot of activity always around there. there. Yeah, there's a lot of activity around there. You got the jetties, you got rocks, you got surfers, you got cocoa. You got we have activity Daytona. here, but it's I don't I don't know. I just I don't think that they're out as far. You know what I mean? When you go out to the beach, the locals uh, they may go past the you know the little the swale and out to the sandbar, but that's about it. They don't usually. You don't see people get out by the past the swim buoys by the buoys yeah. or anything, uh, unless they're on jet skis or uh, kayaks or something where they're not. Well, you know, the water. worst place to be is in between when you're going to the sandbar. That little channel that oh, runs yeah. between <clears throat> the beach and the sandbar. That's the highway. Yeah, and then of course uh, we also know that it's springtime in Florida when you have news reports making national news of alligators eating other alligators on golf courses. So. You completely missed the whole spring break, people too. <laughs> This is the oh, third. we'll talk about spring break yeah. a little later. But uh, we'll talk. Uh, my brother called me Wednesday, Wednesday, and uh, I'll give you the shark report that he gave me oh while he God. was out at the beach. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay there. We'll be right back. Hang on. Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Vince Noble, and Slick is back from his camping trip. Yo. How are things in the woods? Everything was okay? You didn't come back with a bunch of chiggers and ticks or anything? So I didn't go out to the woods. Okay, uh, well, it was nice talking to you. Yeah, no. So uh, anyway, <laughs> apparently let, one- Let me tell you guys about how him calling me and freaking out because nobody could let him in the building last weekend. Who, oh, Casey? You. Uh, no, Casey didn't call me. You called me. I'm like on my way to my sister's wedding getting stuff like prepared, and he's like- there's nobody here. What are you going to do? Nothing. I'm in Fort Myers. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> what are you going to do, Brady? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a glass front, but I may have some trouble with the door on the second floor. Uh, <laughs> already thinking. But, well, uh, we know at least one person who's not out in the woods turkey hunting this morning. Miss Maureen is calling in the show this morning. Good morning. How are you doing, dear? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful day. Yeah, it's going to be a nice one. Uh, and I hear you guys are having a kind of a outdoorsy is it a are you calling it a yard sale or are you calling it a blowout or a clearance or uh, Eckerd Col- I'm I'm used to be part of the college but I'm not but I know that Eckerd College Search and Rescue every year has an annual marine garage sale Oh good nice So they got a lot of marine and non-marine stuff that they sell you know to support their program Right so, so it's a seawall sale the, <laughs> yeah it's uh you pull up in your boat and just kind of drive by that'd be awesome right uh but uh, wait are they having it today down at eckerd college yeah today at eckerd college and most people drive in it's like from nine to twelve and uh you know they got stuff set up and you just look through and you know find what you're looking for and things you're not looking for so it's a good way to spend a Saturday morning. Grab some coffee, go down to the college, and uh, do some shopping. Yes, yeah. Well, now, do you, do you have any idea of uh, the kind of stuff that they might be trying to get rid of out there? I mean, I know that's uh, part of their marine rescue thing. I know they got, like, a bunch of boats and stuff down there, but yeah. I don't think well, there's... They, 
they get donations from people. So, you know, like they've got, um, you know, fishing stuff, uh, boating stuff, you know. We donated stuff to them. Non-marine stuff is in there, too. So um, just a little of everything, and they do it every year, you know, and good prices. Of course, yeah. Yeah. I might run down there after the show. Yeah, I mean, it's right up the street. It's not very far. It's a nice place to be. And uh, you said it's from 9 to 12. 9 to 12. Okay. And is there a certain hall or place where they have to be or location they need to get to? Do you remember? It's it's back by the waterfront, typically. Okay. I'm writing all this down. Yeah, just uh, the security guards will tell you where to go and how to get down into it once you get on campus. Do they take cards, or is this a cash-only type dealio? Good question. I don't know. Well, they're college kids. They could figure it out. They probably got all got squares and everything else and all that stuff. So if it runs until noon, if we get there at 1130, we'll get the everything's got to go sale. Yeah. Yeah. Prices might be cheaper, too. Start doing the hardcore negotiating. Look, I don't know. I know you don't want to carry all this stuff back inside. So, uh, you know. That's the answer to flea markets right there. Exactly. You get there 30 minutes before they close, you know, and that way you make your better deals. But uh, I I know that they've been down there for years, and uh, they do a great job out there. They've trained so many kids out there on boating, safety, and all that stuff. I'd see them all the time out there wade fishing. You know, they're always yeah. constantly going out and doing stuff, and uh, it'd be a good way to help out the college and maybe get some great deals on something that you may need or you may not need. But uh, how, do you, how do you pass well, up something on that one, you know? Well, you know, like that boat that overturned just uh, two weeks ago, I guess they were out there with the Coast Guard, too. Oh, yeah. So they're typically out there with the Coast Guard, you know. Yeah. Well, I know those kids go on to probably better careers, that's for sure, uh, when you yeah. get that kind of training and there's probably no better place to do it because all, they all live right there on campus and the boats are right there, and they're constantly out on them all the time. Yeah, it's a good training program for sure. I will say that the last time I was out at Eckerd College is when I was out there filming the movie, uh, 22. I, they wow. were, we were out there filming in one of the classrooms out there for the day. That was a minute. It was a minute ago. <laughs> it was a minute ago. All right, so Maureen, let's go down the uh, the important stuff. Nine to two today, down back by the waterfront. Just ask security at the gate where it is, and they'll tell you how to get there. It's a uh, marine rescue yard sale, I guess. Marine yard sale, we'll call it. Yeah, Eckerd College Search and Rescue Yard Annual Yard Sale. Very nice. Well, I really do appreciate the call, and I'm glad that you let everybody know that it's happening because I'm sure some people probably just changed their plans for the day. Yeah, love <laughs> your program. Keep it up, guys. All righty. Thank you. If we, make you mad, if we make you mad, you can always call and yell at us. It's all good. <laughs> Never will. <laughs> all right. Bye, Take care. That was awesome, man. I tell you, I love Eckerd College. That is, I mean, if you want to be around water and go to school, by the way, that's the place to be. And it doesn't seem to be too uh, crazy. No. It doesn't it's, seem it's, to be too it's uh, not. nutty. Well, it's sad to say that if you've been watching the news this past week uh, over in Fort Lauderdale, the spring breakers, the college students that are over there these days, are. Uh, it has gotten so bad that they've actually had to implement some emergency measures out there. It's getting so bad, especially after uh, all those kids you know, got sick after they – found that you know fentanyl and everything else that was going through the crowd and 
Then you had people who were overdosing on fentanyl that were people that were trying to help the people that were overdosing, and then all of a sudden they start overdosing. Good Lord. Because that stuff is so nasty. But uh, I know they've implemented a curfew over there on certain beaches, and they've prohibited uh, coolers and scooters and uh, folding chairs and all that other stuff. It's like, if you want to go to the beach, bring a towel, and that's it. Have fun. Pretty much. I mean, if, you, if you've ever driven down A1A in Fort Lauderdale, I mean, it is beautiful. It's pristine. The beaches are pristine. They don't need all these knucklehead kids running around tearing it up. Well, I don't. You know, every year it's something different. Ever since MTV left, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like uh, now the big thing is these uh, wrestling matches or fights that they do, or it's running through doing football drills where you got guys and girls that are trying to run through the other person and yeah, stop it. You lay on your back, you hold the ball, you blow the whistle, you jump up and you try to tackle the exactly. Other yeah, and uh, with no pads, no yeah. nothing. Been and there, it's, done that. Yeah, well, we all have. But it's, uh, I just, you know, the spring break craziness is just getting a little bit out of out of hand. Well, I haven't heard that much on Clearwater or anything, but, you know. Honestly, I haven't heard anything on this side of the bay. Nothing. You're I, gonna, they're going to protect the world's number one beach. I think Mr. Galtieri. Absolutely. Like, if you think that anybody yeah. over here is going to let that beach get trashed, I worked on that beach uh, for about three or four months, and I'm going to tell you, when spring break crowd comes through, you'll see more more cops actively patrolling oh, the yeah. oh, yeah. and stuff. They do not play with that beach. Yeah, because it started to get a rep too, and they put that kind of nipped that in the bud mm-hmm. years ago. But yeah, because we're worldwide. Uh, Fort Lauderdale is just spring break. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that it's the would, same yeah. way with Fort Myers. You got families coming down, and they're all going to stay there at the Clearwater Hilton there, and they want it to be nice. It's all it's all well and good. Well, you got if you got the if you're not going to go to Ecker College today, right? If you want to do a feel good thing today. Take a drive up to Newport Ritchie, go to the uh, Gulf Harbors um, Coast Guard Auxiliary Building. They're doing like a rehab out there today. Oh, for that's the right. They are, yeah. They're doing the uh, fixer-upper deal. Yeah, yeah right they're doing uh, for volunteers that come out and help. I know they're providing lunch, you know, hot dogs, hamburgers. I know Jen, she's going to be out there, you know, co-host, living the water life. You can swing a hammer plug. or use a paintbrush. <laughs> sure, why not? Paintbrush. I mean, even you pick up garbage or just move stuff around. Just that's help help whoever's working out there. That'd be a pusher. Well, Just push that over pe- there. People, push don't, over. people don't realize that the Coast Guard Auxiliary is like a volunteer fire department. You know, they don't get paid to do it. They're doing it because they want to help. Yeah. And if you've ever been stranded in a boat and for any length of time, I don't care yeah. where it is, in the middle of a lake or a That's half mile exactly offshore. exactly what I want to do is call a bunch of old dudes that are there volunteering to come rescue me. I don't care who shows up, As man. long as you've got a boat and you can tow my butt out of there, I'm good. Yeah, you obviously have never had to swim your boat back all the way from uh, Weed Island. I don't hit sandbars for a reason. It's, it's not that. I mean, I, engine trouble, and you're Whatever out there. Whatever it is, I'm out there at Weed Island. You end up having to swim your boat all the way back, uh, back behind Riviera Bay. Yeah, not, not a fun. Before day. I ever own a boat again, I'm going to go reintroduce myself back to all the tug captains that I once knew for that <laughs> reason, right there. Four to five, four to five. Looking for the Lady J, Lady J. I need uh, some assistance. Remember that time here? I was there? And you needed somebody to go jump to the other boat and redo uh, all your ropes. Yeah, yeah I remember I, that guy. I mean, I actually thought about joining the auxiliary. Yeah, I, but I just don't have the time right now. Yeah. I got US so much going anything. on. Well, you you know you got eight eight jobs already, so it's kind of hard for you <laughs> to uh, to find a little extra time and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, one story I did want to bring up that you brought in that uh, really is one that kind of frost my uh, frost my guts a little bit. Oh, they were fighting. Sorry, I was, I was watching the cam. Oh, does fighting? Yeah. They're, they're always mad at each other. Uh, Sorry, look, didn't look, mean to stop the throw flow there, but. 
looking kind of cool. Looking at the Iowa cam at bigandwild.com. It's nice to see there's no snow on the ground. My kids, of course, are out there right now. Uh, saying goodbye to Aunt Karen. Uh, we lost her at the beginning of the week, and so my kids are spending spring break out in the winter. I talked to B yesterday, and I was like, so how's it out there? He goes, it's freezing, Dad. It's like 36 degrees. <laughs> and it snowed for like 40 seconds. I can't I was, go fishing. Yeah, he was. I want to go in the water. <laughs> I said, well, you're the one who decided to go in basketball shorts, a hoodie, and some Crocs. Okay, so uh, I offered some pants, but, you know, you didn't want any. He's a teenager, dude. Uh, I got you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We'll talk about the uh, Pompano incident that happened at the beginning of the week. It's not good. It's not fun. And we'll tell you all about it. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. Hang on. We'll be right back. I just love this song. Welcome in, everybody. It is a big and wild outdoors. Give you a little bit of a uh, window weather forecast, fast cast for today. It's going to be a really nice day today. It really is. Uh, it's not going to be windy. It'll be about uh, 80s, low 80s maybe here along the uh, along the coast here. But, of course, it's going to be a little warmer on the interior. So if you're going to do that, uh, it's going to be kind of nasty. But uh, Sunday is going to be a little bit chillier. We got that front pushing through there. It's going to about a 20-something percent chance of rain for tomorrow. But it's going to be windy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then uh there's supposed to be another front pushing through, I guess, uh, towards the end of the week or something. But uh, today is going to be a pretty nice day. So if you're planning on getting out and going and doing some stuff, just like last Saturday, today, today's the day to get her done. So that's one another one of the reasons why Bill George, one, he never he's never missed an opening day of turkey season, which I can fully understand. You know, he doesn't want to break his record. You know, he, he wants to, uh, you know, keep the streak alive. And he's got this one particular bird that he's really, really, really hammering for that uh, that kind of left him hanging last year, and he does not want to uh, lose the opportunity or let somebody else get it before he gets a shot at it. You know what I'm saying? So um, he's going to uh, be out there in the woods today. And he said, <clears throat> hopefully I'll be giving you a call around 730. It's 7.35. Phone hasn't rung yet, Bill. Where are you? Well, you might be celebrating or uh, still uh, working it and trying to see. If He's passed out in the chair. Uh, right? <laughs> he might, might be. <laughs> I mean, that poor guy's been going for uh, go, 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 man, for uh, for a week and a half, two weeks now. So uh, setting up everything, getting it all done. But uh, for turkeys today, of course, it's uh, opened up above 70. So, Anybody who's out uh, turkey hunting is a big turkey crazy person is going to be out there in the woods, obviously. Well, you know, you today. know Toby was probably camped out in the woods at three, the, three this morning. I know he'd been doing some scouting throughout the week and all that kind of stuff, trying to get some birds set up because I think he's all of his trips are sold out. I called him. He's solid, dude. Yeah, I called him about a, about a month ago, and I said, uh, you got any kind of openings or anything? He goes, he goes I might have two. If they cancel out on me, but I don't know for sure, he said, give me a couple of weeks and I'll get back to you and all that stuff. And I called him, he goes, nope, they're coming. <laughs> so uh, um, it is what it is. Um, uh, hunters will find a way if they need to. But uh, two things. One, let me give you my shark story from Wednesday when my brother called uh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they went out to uh, the beach. Y'all home to Bel Air. They went out there to the <laughs> beach. And uh, we're getting some pizza at some pizza joint out there. Yeah, West Shore's right down the corner. No, it's some other one that's oh, like on, on the, the beach? water. Yeah. Oh, um, 
anyway, they, yeah. were, they were there, and while they were waiting for their for their pizza to arrive, there was a lot of hooping and hollering and shouting and cavoiting or something out on the beach. So, you know, the crowd was starting to kind of move and move and move. And then so, uh, of course, Bart was sitting there watching, had his family there with him, and he was going, what's going on, man? He goes, you know, there may be somebody hurt over there drowning or whatever. Uh, and, and the corpsman in him, you know, he's like, maybe I better go over there. So Check it out. He goes over there and uh, – he sees his body laying on the ground as he gets closer, and he's like, oh, crap, this doesn't look good. You know, uh, there's people crowd around this body, and they get over there, and it, it is a shark. And <laughs> so, It's amazing that people see a shark, and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I never saw that before. That's cool. <laughs> well, there's a lot of folks who, who, you know, we take it for granted. Yeah, I mean, I get, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's like people who stop going 75 miles an hour to pull over and take a picture of a roseate spoonbill. You know, it's like, <laughs> Earl, grab the camera. There's a pink bird over here in the ditch. I want to get a picture with me, you know. And so, anyway, don't you remember the old days of how many cars used to be parked off of the Howard Franklin at the For scenic the overlook? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, oh, my gosh. There'd be 50, 60 cars parked there. That is true. On each side. They ruined the sky. They ruined the skyway with that too. Oh yeah. When well, they put those those cages or uh, cages, the fences up on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not. Well, the you know same what it's anymore. for, right? I know what it's for, but they. You know what? If you're gonna do it, do it. Yeah, I'm kind of on that <laughs> one. You ruined my view. Like, I used to, if you get stuck up there, like that was the coolest thing, honestly, is to be stuck at the skyway, like bad traffic, and you're stuck at the top, and you can just look over the water the entire time. Like it was nice. Yeah, but there's a lot of people. There's probably ninety percent of them behind you that are panicking. They're going, I just yeah, want to get yeah. off this bridge. Yeah, that is true I don't want to be on this bridge. They used to, but that's not the only spot that I've ever had issues with, like spring breakers and wanting to see the so, the sights. I used to work on Captiva Island as well. Oh, I'm sorry, you, that, oh dude. man, that's bad. Oh uh, yeah, everybody wanted to drive like super slow because it's like the most beautiful sunset. Pull over, bud. Pull over. It's two lane well, road all the way to the end. way over. Get out of here. But so anyway, this shark is on the ground. So Bart gets there, and uh, there's a shark carcass there that's, it was probably, as he estimated, it was probably about a six-footer, might have been a little bit bigger. All right, good size. But they had already had the head chopped off and thrown back in the drink, and they had already uh, gutted the shark and had a couple of bags of ice in the the cavity to keep it cool. Uh, Okay, they're, they're doing it right. The only problem Ish. is, is the sheriff's department was already there, and they were waiting for the FWC because the sheriff's department was uh, informed enough to know that you know there are certain rules when it comes to shark fishing on the correct, beach. Correct. So they don't know the rules, so they were waiting for an FWC officer to show up, <clears throat> so he could make his determination. So Bar- uh, Bart's giving me the the play by play as it's going down, and I said, well. You know, of course, I'm being the inquisitive one. I'm like, what kind of hook did they have? And there he goes, I don't know. The head's gone, everything else. I go, well, is a fishing rod there? Can you see the hook? Do they have a, you know, a certain amount of leader on there? Is it wire? Is it a monofilament? You know, because I remember when we had to go through that whole thing, jumping through all those hoops to go fish down oh by you. God, that was such a mess, too. And, you know, had to pull permits and all that stuff. Of course, yeah. Bill George says, no, we don't because it's not a beach. I did it anyways, just in case. <laughs> You know, I know yeah. I trust Bill, but just when, in case. When you got somebody <laughs> like Bill George, you know, and they go, well, here's the rules if you're going to do it. And he goes, well, this is not a beach. This is all rock. No one's going to be out here laying down in a blanket. No one's going to do all that stuff. He found he finds those gray areas. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> <clears throat> 
But now here's the thing that got me is apparently there was a big gaggle of them because, of course, they're all on spring break. So there were kids and other kids and other people's kids that had come with this family. Okay. So mom had stayed behind with the two teenagers who were under 16, so that clears them from having to get the permit. Um, but mom stayed with the two youngsters that were there, but dad took all the children back to their prospective homes or whatever. But the other thing that dad did was he removed all the equipment. Ooh, so he removed the good. reels, the ride, the hook, the tackle boxes, oh, all that stuff. Dad, 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 dad. Now, granted, he may not have known that that was probably a bad idea because, you know, the FWC is going to want to go, where's the hook that you caught this with? What are you using? Well, yeah, yeah, where were you doing it? You know, they had a, they did it by a kayak. Bart had talked to him, and he said they took the, the bait out with a kayak well past the, the sandbar. But the other thing was is they did not know the species of the shark. Well, here's the other thing, too. You cannot you cannot shark fish off the beach if they are people present swimming as well. But it was at night. Okay. So uh, chances are there weren't too many uh, bathers out there off the beach. So that right there, they're probably okay. They're under the age of 16. They're covered. Okay. They're, it's at night. They're covered. They used a kayak. They weren't chumming. They're covered. It's all good. The only thing is, is that the FWC is going to be concerned about is what hook did you use? And what kind of what leader did you use? And what kind of shark is it? Yeah. And uh, I asked Bart. I said, "Is it a what, what does it look like?" And I said, "Is it a black tip or anything like that? A bonnet head?" You know, I tried to go down through Small the species bowl. that you could keep. And he's like, "Nah, the color on this is really wrong. It's not bronze. It's not copper. It's not black. It's not." It could was very sand, light. Sand shark. It could be a. So he thought, "Am I with the way the fin was shaped and the roundness of it?" He said, uh, "It looked to him like it might have been a sand shark." So I said, "Are you going to stick around and give me a full report?" He goes, "No, man. I got pizza coming, man." He goes, "Oh, uh, well, we'll, we'll, got to eat. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to find out." So it just it made me want to reiterate the fact that I know it's spring break. And I know there are those out there who think you could just go do that, but you really you can't do it. These days, you really, really, I know it sounds horrible, but you've got to check those regulations. And I Ignorance is not bliss. No. Not when it comes to law enforcement it, and, and that. Ignorance is no excuse. You, you got the saying almost correct. It's something about ignorance. Uh, uh, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Yeah. yeah. And, that, uh, yeah. and that is true. But no, when it comes to teeny boppers and 14 year olds and stuff. There's there's almost an excuse, but with every single one of them now having a phone in their hands, every single one of them having the ability to get onto any web page at any moment at any time and check the rules and check everything like that, there almost is no more excuses. You but know what I even mean? Even if you're 14, it's no excuse because mom and dad, if you're buying them fishing equipment, you should know there are regulations and rules that go along with that. Well, you know. Not, so it falls on mom and dad, too. Not just because of the the show that we do here, but, you know, when my son started, uh, you know, doing his spear fishing and all that stuff, trust me, dude, I went to every source. I went to two different – I went to see Teresa at Jim's. I went to right. go see Bill over at, uh, at uh, Aquatic Obsessions. I said, what are the rules? What are the regulations? What are the deals? And then I went and I checked with the FWC. I called my FWC guys and asked them and did all that stuff. So I, I loaded all those up in the phone and all the links and everything else and made sure that B got them all so that he knew the rules and regs and exactly. everything else and knew 
you know, if somebody was harassing him or if he was in a certain area or whatever it is so that he knew the rules. Now, you know, he's 14 and he's old enough and big enough to know the difference. Uh, you know, you know, being a 12 year old sitting there kicking a shark on the beach, there may be an excuse. But, uh, you know, because I caught it with a shrimp. I, I wasn't fishing for a shark, but I caught a shark. And that happens. And that happens. And that's that's legal. As long as you re- return it back and it's not a species that you cannot keep, which is one thing that you need to know. True. It's it just like so with spear fishing or catching or fishing or anything else, you know. Uh, you get people who come. I, I don't know how many times you see those people on those fishing groups that are holding up a fish and they're like, I don't know. Is this good to eat? I have no idea what it is. I just moved down here from upstate New York and uh, can you keep this? And, of course, they're going to get 96 responses of <laughs> snook candy or, you know, some other smarmy uh, comment. Right. But then you get the one guy in there who goes, no, that's a, you know, it's a tile fish. You can keep it certain times. It has to be this length or whatever. And it gives them a link. So, you know, at least you try to educate them a little bit. And, and But here's that's, that's the other problem, too, when you try to educate people. And you know this. And I actually have talked to Captain Justin about this. I've talked to Captain Logan about this. There's so many times if you try to educate somebody and and you're nice about it, they're a complete jerk off back to you. Yeah, I know that. I, I've been boating for a hundred years. Well, why are you stuck on the sandbar, stupid? Well, I, well, it's not <laughs> just the sandbar, but just I, in general. I, I, mean. I remember, you know, the days of uh, you know fishing off the old Gandy and stuff, and see guys there that were fishing with one hundred pound or higher, uh, you know, Andy line. On a on a giant open face reel, you yeah. know, and I'm like, dude, what, what are you going for, marlin out here? What what are you doing? Yeah, you don't need a hundred pound test. And they got <laughs> you know a two ounce lead weight on there, and it's getting hooked on every rock. And of course, they're yanking and yanking and yanking, and they can't. They're not going to break that line. They're going to keep stretching, stretching. So what do they do? Pink, cut it. So now you cut it, and you got a hundred yards of. 130-pound test line floating around in the breeze. Wrap it around my propeller. Thank you very much. I don't know how many times I had people come in the fishing department that had just moved here, and they go, this guy needs some help. I said, what are you going to go for? And they're like, oh, I want to just go out and do some fishing off the pier. And I'm going, all right, give me this, give me, give me, give me, me." and I take everything back in their hands. You don't need this. You don't need that. You don't need this. You don't want that. You know, and they're like, what, what, what? This is what we use up in New Jersey. And I'm like, you ain't "Mm, in Jersey no more, Toto. here, brother. All right, we're going to take a quick break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Got great deals going on today. Be a good day to do some car shopping. Don't wait till tomorrow. It's going to be nasty. Do it today. Yes, sir. We'll see you in a minute. Hold on. Hi, hi. Welcome back. Hey, coming up next hour, just after 8 o'clock, we're going to be talking with uh, John Harris from uh, John Harris uh, Auctions LLC.com. Uh, he's got a big uh, lure auction coming up. Over a thousand different lures alone, not counting the, uh, the uh, vintage outboard motors, the uh, vintage rods and reels, uh, open face, some spinning stuff. Sitting here looking at the website right now, looking at the uh, the baits, some of these things I have never, ever seen before in my life. Now these are a lot of there's a lot of antique stuff on there. There's some there are some modern ones. You know what I don't see on here? I don't see any of the uh, the old barracudas, man. I don't see any of the originals anywhere. Like back from the oh yeah, that's true. Or the old mirror lures too. I don't see any of those. 
I saw one in a package in one of the pictures. Wait a minute. That might be that might be a, a barracuda right there. Right there. Anyway, uh, old uh, flare guns, uh, fishing nets. You got uh, old lanterns, the old style uh, nickel-plated lanterns like we used to always use out at the uh, Skyway back oh, in yeah. the day that last forever. I mean, seriously, they last forever. And uh, a lot of lighting systems. Man's got an anvil. What the hell? How do you get <laughs> Just, just random stuff. I, I, I guess. Just, just stuff he's got. <laughs> These lanterns alone, right here. If you could get those cheap, oh my gosh, dude, those things are worth a fortune. Seriously. Uh, well, they and they, but you're the right. Genial lamps like those, man. Those you things can't are, break them. You, you, you can't. I mean, you can still, and you know what? You can still get parts for them. That's the thing. I got one. Uh, I've had it forever. My buddy JJ bought it for me for my birthday, like a billion years ago. And uh, I remember my brothers and I, when we were working out in the ditch one night, we were clearing out all the pepper trees. We fired that thing up, hung it up in a tree. It lit up the whole backyard, and it burned for like seven. I never had to pump it again. No. Once you get it up to speed and everything else, it ain't like the old days of the old Coleman's where you got to get out there and pump that sucker up, you know, every five minutes or whatever. Or turn the wick up. This thing here, man, once it gets blowing. Done. It'll, my dad had a small one. And when he went on his uh, odyssey from the Bahamas all the way down through the chain of islands for two years, that's what he used as his mast light. He had a small genie oil lamp, and he used to fire it up, run it up the, the mast to the top. And, and that would be his boat light? It would run all night, just pumping it up, getting it pumped up to pressure, and it would just sit there and run all night long. Never had to pull is, it down. Is he going to write a book? Has he has he started writing a book yet? I keep telling him to. I really, I really wish do. he he got, he's got some amazing stories, and I would I would I'd buy his book. There'd be some evil chapters in there. <laughs> well, but that's all right though. <laughs> yeah, he'll be dead and gone by then, so whatever you know. But, but uh, go do yourself a favor. Go to uh, HarrisAuctionsLLC.com and uh, check it out. What? What is that? That? Like, yeah. It's some sort of weird lure, man. That's a lure. I think so. Looks like a fire starter to me. <laughs> I have no idea what that is, bro. That. Is that wow. a fish? That's a fishing rod. That's a rod? That's an old rod. The, the reel, I think, is built into it and all Get that stuff. Here. And then that's the guides. And then it goes to the tip. I have never seen something. I have never seen that. Neither have I. That's first. That is. You know what it looks like? It looks like one of those things you Italians used to wear all the time. What's the, that the, horn the looking Italian thing? Horn. <laughs> yeah, the Italian <laughs> <Stupid>. horn thing. <laughs> but uh, so go check it out. Uh, he's got a bunch of lamps, uh, lanterns, uh, spotlights from the old uh, days. I asked him, I said, do you have any arc lights in there? Do you have any of those laying around there? And he says, I, I don't know. I don't know what 90% of this stuff is. There is so much stuff. And it's all fishing-related, outdoor-y kind of stuff. But if you just go look alone, just the pages and pages and pages and pages of fishing lures alone, there are just there's just tons of them. There's over 1,000 lures alone. And uh, and then everything else. But we're going to talk to him a little bit later. And he did say he had a year's worth of subscription for this magazine. It's called Recreation. And he had a year's worth of it. Now, this gentleman, when he passed away, I think he was in his late 80s. Now, look what, at this. What's the year? Yeah. 1904. Get out of here. 
from 1904, and he said, look at the way these people are dressed when they're going out hunting. In their nines. You know, they got their Sunday, uh, Sunday best on to go They hunt. got their Sunday best on, and they're all out, you know, I guess we're going to go out and do the gentleman thing today and go uh, shoot some bears. Well, uh, I mean, you look at any, any history pitcher back in the day hunting, even when they go to the beach, they wore their suits out to the beach. My grandfather wore a suit to the beach every time we went. It used to drive me insane. Suit, tie, the whole like, jacket, you know, the shoe. He'd take his shoes off, roll his pants up a little bit, but that was about it. And he'd take his jacket yes. off if he got too hot. But he, the, the tie stayed on and the shirt stayed on. I mean, it was, you know, you're like, Grandpa, you're making me look like the biggest <laughs> tourist on the planet, man. You're killing me. But tons of uh, reels, tons of rods, oh, tons, tons of uh, vintage outboards. Oh, these are all toys, by the way. These vintage outboard wow. motor toys and all that stuff like that. But anyway, go check it out. HarrisAuctionsLLC.com. Uh, as you may have not heard, this is not online. This is in person. So, uh, And as John said, I don't care if that, re- if that reel or that lure is worth $1,000. If the highest bid is 30 bucks, that's what it's going for. So, so you could steal some stuff over there. So that, that's why all these people were calling from all over the country. They're like going... Do you know what you got in this reel? Do you know what you got in that that, that fishing lure right there alone is worth like two hundred and fifty bucks? And he's like going, it's fifteen dollars to me, man. Whatever, whoever's going <laughs> to bet on it. I mean, that all. Wow. So uh, do yourself a favor and go check it out. Uh, HarrisAuctionsLLC.com. Uh, before we get out of here, as a fisherman, I never like to do these stories, but I am so happy to hear that the FWC put the kibosh on this at the beginning of the week. Some of you may have heard that. Um, these fishermen got caught. Of course, they had a monofilament gill net, caught 2,611 pounds of pompano. Oh, my Lord. Over the allowed, allowable limit. Uh, Ronald Edward Barron, captain of a 48-foot vessel legacy, was confirmed by officers of the FWC. Federal waters, 5.5 miles south of Pompano endorsement zone inside the Gulf of Mexico. The net, uh, they found the net on board, packed to the gills, of course, with all the fish. They escorted it back to Everglades City, determined the the net contained 2,711 pompano. Fishermen outside the endorsement zone are allowed only up to 100 pompano as bycatch. My God. The weight and size was nearly 4,000 pounds. Some of the fish were undersized. And uh, Baron 52 of Hernando Beach was cited for possession of more than the allowable bycatch and undersized pompano. And, of course, as we know, monofilament gill nets are banned in Florida state waters, restricted in federal waters. Violations pertaining to the use constitute a third-degree felony. So we'll get to see. I'm thinking maybe some fines. Maybe a little time. A little slappage. And then uh, tickle, uh, and then they'll be gone. Well, when we come back, I want to talk about some boat stuff, some boat safety stuff when we come back. We will. Uh, John's supposed to be calling at the top of the hour, so maybe after we talk to him, if he calls, I'll just, I'm just trying to give you a heads up. Hey, we got to get out of here. All right, all right, we're going to take a break. Top of the hour, hour two is right around the corner. Stay there. We'll be right back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Brady Ford.